everybody, it's Tardy to the Party, a podcast where your host, Bill Mudrin, and me, your other host, Daniel Rudis, try to fill our pop culture holes with media. I'm lucky you try to get that sentence out without strangling it. It was pretty amusing. It, it's tough. Oh, God, we're already one of those podcasts laughing at our own. Not even a joke. I was just laughing at you for trying to, like... Well, yeah, it's okay to laugh the at me. Straight. I mean, you'll laugh at yourself, I know you, but... So, yeah, uh, for people who don't know, which... I don't know if you'd be listening to this if you don't know what this is, but, yeah, this is uh, me and Daniel. We're going to be talking about... Uh, we're just a couple nerds who just live in Portland, Oregon, and uh, the uh, whole point of this podcast is we're going to be uh, watching, playing, listening to, reading... Uh, any kind of pieces of pop culture in our lives that we've always meant to attack, but have never had the time to. Or an excuse. Or an excuse just to, yeah, so we both have lengthy lists of games and movies. But we're going to try to at least, I will do an episode, then next week Daniel has an episode, then I come Mm -hmm. back and do an episode the next week talking about, you know, something like video games and movies and stuff like that, so, Mm -hmm. yeah. And this week, Bill has decided to start with... What he considers his biggest well, gaming this hole. Yeah, this is one of my uh, big gaming backlog things. Probably the big, maybe the biggest one between. Uh, it was either going to be this or Final Fantasy Six. Yeah. But they're both Super Nintendo games. They're like two big things in my yeah. gaming backlog that I've always wanted to uh, attack but never did. Uh, I want to talk about Yoshi's Island. Okay. Which so- I played for the first time. Thank you, Daniel, for so much for lending me your cartridge of, of Yoshi's Island. I wouldn't want you to play it on emulator. Now, before you start. Squealing about Yoshi's Island, I Man, wanted to ask so you. I like this so much. I want to just hold on to the control okay. uh, under the cartridge while hold we're talking on to the about cart, it. like a kid who just bought one at Toys R Us and just sits in the back seat of the car. <laughs> Am I allowed to talk home? about if I like hold it or not? Or yeah, have to wait for well, you to ask well, questions because well, he, Daniel, actually, I'm, I'm, I've been on other podcasts so it's never been very organized. And Daniel's <laughs> questions, so I'm a little not nervous, but I'm like, I'm not quite sure how this is going to go. So it's going to be a fun we'll, experiment. We'll do some stuff before you talk about how, what you actually thought about the game. Okay, so I wanted okay. to know. What you knew about Yoshi's Island going into it, like well, so the what, reason what preconceived notions you might have had about it, what you have heard about it, what you've heard other people say about it. Uh, so the reason I didn't general. play Yoshi's Island back in the day was uh, the Super Nintendo came out right before I entered high school. Mm. I'm an old motherfucker. I'm almost forty. Yeah. And uh, though I loved, I grew up. Uh, people don't know who I am. I grew up, you know, like a lot of other kids my age, uh, playing the shit out of the Nintendo Entertainment System. Mm-hmm. And I was super hyped for the Super Nintendo that was going to come out like in 1990, 1991. But I was not thinking about how going into high school, suddenly there's girls, suddenly there's social stuff. Mm-hmm. Kind of like the video games kind of took a backseat to high school stuff. Yeah. And so even though I still kept on playing video games for a while, I played like Super Mario World and a whole bunch of early Super Nintendo games. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of the mid-generation, the late-generation Super Nintendo stuff, I never really got a chance to play, including Yoshi's Island. And uh, I didn't come back to playing games for another, like, maybe five or six years after uh, yeah. that this game came out. And so, yeah, there's a weird dark spot in my history of video game stuff that I'm not quite sure. Like, I missed out entirely, almost entirely, on all the, like, the original PlayStation era of gaming. I was late to, like, the Nintendo 64 era of stuff. But yeah, Yo- Yoshi's Island is a game that I've always heard from people talking about. It's, like, one of the best, if not the best, Super Nintendo at least like action platforming game yeah and I follow a lot of gaming history stuff online and stuff and and so people are always talking about Yoshi's Island not not even just in terms of gameplay but the aesthetics because it's all done up to look like chalk drawings and like little kid storybook stuff mm-hmm. which for a Super Nintendo game which you know Super Nintendo had good graphics and everything like that but for the time where everyone was trying to make games look kind of like as realistic as possible 
or it was just a very kind of kitty aesthetic that not a lot of people were trying to attack at the time. Yeah. Why do you keep on saying attack? That's my word of the day. Um, but I just yeah, just a lot of people just raving how about how great it was. Especially it seemed especially weird to me because it's one of the few Mario games where you're not controlling Mario, you're controlling Yoshi. Yeah. The idea of the whole uh, story of Yoshi's Island is that Mario and Luigi are being taken by storks to their parents to be born or whatever the fuck that shit is. Can we swear on this podcast? I can't remember. Yeah, I should have thought even that. Oh, it's going to be explicit. Okay, I just want to make it's sure. Scott Bill Daniel's Mudrin kind on. of the captain it's, of the podcast. It's Scott Bill Mudrin on. It's so something happens. What the evil wizard guy comic from the yeah. uh, from the other Mario games? He attacks the storks. The storks drop Mario and Luigi, and somehow Luigi gets kidnapped by Baby Bowser. And so as well, Mario, not, I, th- I think if. Did you watch the opening intro? Yeah, but that was like two weeks ago. I, can't it, I think Kimmick attacks him to steal the babies and Mario drops, but he gets Does Luigi. Does he steal the babies because he somehow knows yeah, that they're going to be important? You're going to go, you're trying to get your Luigi back because. Yeah, that this, is the story. The little you know. story thing says uh, the babies have a bond, so Mario knows where Luigi is, which is he's leading. But the Yoshis want to Yo- help. Yeah, he's yeah. leading the Yoshis to them. Which canonically makes no sense. Because the whole yeah, plot of the original Mario yeah, game. Yeah, we're really worried about the Mario chronology. Mario Brothers is about you are the Mario Brothers in a Brooklyn sewer uh-huh. fighting flies and crabs and shit like this. This game, I was horrified to find out that actually the final cutscene ends with you being dropped off to your parents to be born inside the Mushroom Kingdom. Whereas the instruction manual for the original Super Mario Brothers specifically says Mario and Luigi came from New York. They well, who fell knows? through a magic portal. Maybe the they fell through a magic portal to Brooklyn. That's entirely possible. And there then, is, and then grew up as regular humans, and there, then came back to the magic mushroom kingdom later. There is, there is plenty of room for a CW miniseries, television series about teenage years of the Mario and Luigi twins, mm-hmm. about them growing up in Brooklyn, about how they, yeah, as children, they were maybe, maybe there's maybe as the education system in the mushroom kingdom is bullshit. Could be. And so, uh, the, like, the, the Mario and Luigi's parents are like, we need to send these guys to a magnet school in Brooklyn. We've, we're the only people in Magic Kingdom who have found out about this magic teleportal to this I mean, other place. Really, would you want your kids to grow up in the Magic or the Mushroom Kingdom's education system with a toad standing in front of a. Oh, God, yeah. In front of. Timbless to his far! I can't see, listen to this. Well, also kind of precludes the idea that, like,. Mario and Luigi's parents were the only, like, pretty much some of the only humans in the Mushroom Kingdom. Because the only other human we ever see in the Mushroom Kingdom is Peach. That's not Mario and Luigi. Yeah. So maybe they, maybe it and is kind of like maybe they're fucking racist towards the Toads, and they're just like, yeah, they, maybe it is like they don't want like they don't want their kids growing up speaking Toadese. Well, let's let's not let's not just assume Mario and Luigi's parents are racist. <laughs> you never, you only in the end of the game, you only see their ankles, you don't pan up, they could be all fucking crazy, you never know. Uh, well, you know, they could also be Nanny from Muppet Babies. Oh, man, I want there to be a Raising Arizona skin for Yoshi's Island. So... Where, instead of Yoshi, you're playing as high, and you got a baby on your back, and you're being chased. Oh, man, it's like... I'm sure somebody's made had, fan like, art of You had, like, a biker coming after you, but... No, yeah, Yoshi's Island is actually pretty goddamn good. So, anyway, yeah, so, uh, I missed out on a whole bunch of late Super Nintendo stuff, and so... so so did you know anything about level? Have you heard? Had you heard anything about the levels? Well, were I there any things that anything that while you were playing, you go, "Oh, that's where that's from," or "Oh, I heard about this part," or uh, not really. Well, the funny thing is, I this is a little bit of a lie. The fact that I had never played this game before because I had tried to play a little bit of the Game Boy Advance version of this game once mm. or twice. I actually own the cartridge of that, and I tried to play it on my DS 
once or twice. I never got past through like maybe the first two or three stages. So yeah. at least I understood. I knew how the game. It's it's a good like that. port, but for some reason it doesn't click the way yeah, the Super Nintendo does. Yeah, the sound Nintendo is not does. good, and I'm kind of surprised because I know one of the big problems with this game because this game used the Super Effects chip yeah. a whole lot and a bunch of like Mode Seven effects mm-hmm. that were uh, unique to the, the unique the FX, to the hardware FX Two chip. And that's what it was. Yeah, yeah it was that's a, right. It was an FX. Which I'm chip. assuming the FX chip must be one doing all the kind of the gooey effects because you have all these yeah, monsters all that are kind the, of stretchy, all gooey, the, slimy like, monsters. Kamek making monsters grow, the growing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. FX2 oh, there's chip some, there's some characters like spinning this, revolvers, the rotating, the like rotating platforms. And um, all that stuff. but yeah, so this game has been notoriously difficult to emulate on other stuff, and this, supposedly that's the only reason why the game has not been officially released on the Wii or the Wii U Virtual Console. Yeah. So it's hard to find copies of this game that, that you can legally play. Yeah. Um. Yeah, you let me borrow a cartridge. Yeah, Super Nintendo cartridge of this, which I played on my Retron 5, which lets you, essentially... Even though you've got the cartridge, it's still emulating the the, the, the software. But it's pretty good, and the sound dropped off a couple times, but the mm. emulation was still pretty... Man, your sound was a good game! I'm, I was really surprised! I'm but so yeah. glad I don't have to yell um, at you for not liking Jeremy it. Jeremy Parrish, who does a lot of gaming historical stuff, Yeah. Uh, he and the Retronauts guys, which that's that's a gaming podcast mm-hmm. where they talk about old, old retro games, they talk about Yoshi's Island a lot because that a lot of people consider that to be kind of the pinnacle of Nintendo 2D gaming. It was one of the last big Nintendo platformers to come out before Nintendo made the switch over to the uh, to the Nintendo 64. And uh, people just loved it just because it's cute and it's charming and just kind of like... It seemed to bookend that era of Nintendo two-dimensional gaming and I could see why people go nuts for it. But uh, aside from seeing like stills and a little bit of video of it on YouTube and stuff, I never really experienced it that much. I know if you touch fuzzy, you get dizzy. You do get dizzy. That's all I really knew about the game beyond now, that point. Now, when you reach touch fuzzy, get dizzy, Did you? how much time did you spend in that last section just that touching was, fuzzies and getting That was dizzies? pretty great. What? Because it, it takes a little while to wear off, but after a while, you, like when you go back to the normal game, when like so in... I don't know why anyone would be listening to this if you don't know what Yoshi's Island is, but in the game, there's these little white puffballs that if you touch, the whole screen kind of like starts to swerve and get kind of psychedelic and stuff. Mm-hmm. And your controls start going crazy, too. And, it, like, Yoshi starts controlling, like, this, like, drunkard. And it's fucking great! And, uh, but yeah, after a while, the effects wears off and it goes back to being normal gameplay again. Yeah. But it's not, it's kind of more fun to be kind of, like, drunk Yoshi. To be dizzy, to, yeah. Oh, baby Mario! your back yeah. do we even articulate the fact that like, you're playing as yoshi with no, baby mario on your back I, I, I've, I, no it's good it's yeah. cute i know people complain about because when you get hit as yoshi baby mario pops off your back and magically appears in a bubble that you have to go rescue yeah and he cries when he does that yeah that's a baby people and get also, upset about the crying sounds you should be good enough you don't get hit by oh, any fuck that game <laughs> man that game was fucking rough you were gonna lose mario a lot Man, I was. That's the other thing. I was really surprised how difficult that game was. But it's a nice difficulty spike. It's it, not. Well, it's no, not, yeah, yeah. It's not. Bam! It got hard. It's, I got all the way to the last out. world before I had to start using save states and stuff. Mm-hmm. Which, yeah. thank God. Like, like I said, because even though I was using the original cartridge, I'm playing on a system that lets you do save state stuff. Yeah. And so I was able to restart anywhere I wanted to. And that was that was a lifesaver. Otherwise, we would not be talking about this game now because I would still be playing it. <laughs> But yeah, I did beat the game all the way, but yeah. That's I didn't good. use any cheats. I just used save states, but mm-hmm. yeah, the game got fucking rough. Well, that's the other thing. I don't know if it's because I'm old enough that my uh, old retro gaming skills have kind of atrophied enough. Because I know they have a little bit. Because it used to be back in the day I could like beat the shit out of Mega Man 2 and stuff easily, but now I'm like, eh. Yeah. But even then, this game, even with taking that in consideration, this game's pretty rough. Like, Especially because you have to manage yourself. Uh, Yoshi controls a little... He's got a little bit of inertia to him. Mm-hmm. And... Man, they just throw a lot of enemies at you, and just 
And one of the big things in the game, too, is, like, they give you... You, you have a pretty crazy skill set as Yoshi. Yeah. Because you can spit, and you, the, one of the big mechanics in the game is that, as Yoshi, you shoot your tongue out and grab onto an enemy, swallow him, and shit him out as an egg. Yeah. And then spit that egg as a projectile at enemies. And so that's one thing you can do, but, like, some parts of the game require you to do kind of crazy trick shots, shooting the eggs out, and, like, to hit different parts of the stage or hit other yeah. enemies around blind And the more stuff, stuff they like bounce that. off of, the more rewards you get. Yeah, so that's kind of cool. But then you could also butt stop, butt stop, and then when you run and jump, you kind of do a floaty jump. And there's the a lot of skills and stuff like that you can do in the game that it's easier to forget. Like, you might get, like, especially some of the bosses... Uh, you get to some of the bosses, and you'll be like, what the fuck am I supposed to do? And you'll, you'll forget that, like, you have some kind of skill. Or, like, there's some kind of mechanic in the game that, they, you know, you, you were taught in an earlier stage, but it's been long enough you might forget. And then, Well, that's something I really like about the game is how there's so many enemy types and little things you only see once. Yeah. There's only, they're only in, like, one or two levels, well, maybe, the and then you never see them. Yeah, it's yeah. only one stage. And like, no, they're, they're in... At least three. Really? Because yeah. I only experienced... Well, this is the other thing, too. Uh, because it's... There's... It's a Mario game, uh, so there's a whole bunch of like secret exits, I guess. You can unlock secret worlds and Yeah, stuff? you can unlock secret worlds by collecting I never all, saw the red, all the red coins in every level. Okay, because I just mainlined through the main... Water, I was going to say, if you thought World 6 was hard, you would have broken your controller in oh two my God. with the Thank bonus God. levels. I mean, as much as I love wound up loving this game. Thank God there's only six worlds, too. Because I thought it was like... Most Mario games have eight worlds. Yeah. And I was like through about five, and I was like, man, I like this game, but I don't know. If this game keeps on like going up in difficulty the way it is, I don't think I can survive to world eight. Yeah. But thank God, so like it only ended after six worlds instead of eight, but still. But yeah, no, like, well, the touch touch, uh, touch fuzzies, I, th- I could have sworn only sounded like I ran into them twice in the game, but... There's, there's, there's at least... At least three levels with them. Yeah, they require a bit more like plat. There are levels with a bit and, more platforming in them. And the so. enemies are super fucking cute. Sorry, I'm taking off my glasses because this is what I'm getting serious about. That's right. <laughs> you got like shy. Well, this is the other thing Get too. Man. About the my favorite enemies. Mario game of all time, Super Mario Brothers Two. Mm-hmm. In a perfect world, I shouldn't even have to explain why because its glory is so self-evident as to command is its ascent. Yeah. To the to the pantheon of gaming. Of course, most people, a lot of people don't even consider that an actual goddamn Mario game. Fuck those people. They're goddamn fools. But, yeah, Mario 2, very kind of cartoony graphics, especially compared to Mario 1 and 2. Mm-hmm. They introduced the Shy Guys. Yeah. And the Shy Guys are all over Yoshi's Island, and they're all doing crazy... There's the Shy Guys on fucking walking sticks. Do you think Mario's dream in Super Mario Bros. Well, 2 yeah. is his subliminal flashbacks to the... The torture that he went through as a baby. It's entirely possible. And these yeah. shy guys knocking him off of Yoshi's you, you back. Think, you think when he runs into Comic, the little magician dude in Super Mario World, he should like shit his pants for a minute. He's like, <laughs> this is it. This is like, this yeah. is like Ripley running into the alien again mm-hmm. when this is like, you motherfucker. Yeah. You <laughs> fucked up my. I've been going to therapy for 20 fucking years for this. Yeah. I had to go to therapy in the all, in the goddamn Brooklyn, not even here in the Mushroom Kingdom, because try to talk to a toadstool therapist. What do you think about your mother, Mario? Yeah. Um, but yeah, oh, guys God. on stilts. I'm glad you brought that up because I, I should have like, wrote down oh, a list of the best. Oh, well, the okay. other thing too is because so uh, I kind of make uh, a little bit of a living selling video game maps online, mm-hmm. big prints of video game maps, yeah. and I did a map of the Mushroom Kingdom, including all the games from the original Super Mario Brothers up until essentially including Super, uh, Yoshi's Island. Yeah. And so I had to draw the Yoshi's Island for part of this map, even though I'd only played a little bit of it on the the Game Boy Advance. Mm-hmm. 
And so, uh, like, I had to draw the world, but also I included a bunch of enemies on the border of this map, and so I included a bunch of Yoshi's Island enemies. Because I just, even though I really hadn't played the game much and hadn't encountered personally a lot of those uh, enemies, I just thought the character designs were great, because they're super cute and cartoon. And so it was great to see those, like, enemies in motion and just all kinds of, like, little bandits. Like, there's, like, little bandit guys who, like, if you try to spit an egg egg at them, they have a baseball bat and they'll just knock it back at you. And just all kinds of crazy, inventive, cute shit. It's just, yeah, no, it's good time. Yeah, uh, I like the 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 first halfway point boss in World One One. Uh, well, that's the other Bert thing. The bashful. Is he who, the big round guy? Yeah, bounces they, all over the place. That you knock his pants off slowly. Oh yeah, that's what it and is. And then he gets embarrassed and farts around the room <laughs> that's, until he the, explodes. The bosses are great because almost all the bosses. Are you run into a random enemy that comic suddenly shows up and decides that he's going to make this enemy huge? Yeah. And you have to use a very specific skill to knock out this boss, and uh, that that was a cool guy. Mm-hmm. We'll, f- we'll get we'll get to others because I'm kind of going through the oh, walls really? okay. as I talk. Don't, let me, uh, I need to talk about the frog later because the frog was. Oh, we'll get to the frog. frog was we hilarious. will talk about the frog. Um, uh, man, Koopa Troopers look really good in this game. Their design uh, oh, is yeah. really detailed in of them, big, but then when they show up, but man, no, everything in this everything game is like designed. Even the everything old is stuff. a little bigger and like more detailed than in past Mario games. And it all a- looks, animation is fantastic too. Not even great. just the artwork, but the animation mm-hmm. is fucking good. Man, the music in this game too. Yeah, uh, the fucking it has the underground music. What's dun, 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 dun. I don't know. I can't remember. Like <laughs> I can't even remember. But this is great. Awesome. Like. Just kind of like let's get shit done. Music. Yeah. The only the only downside is since you're always Yoshi, you don't get to jump on Yoshi and have the, the oh, I have it like that. Yeah. That's sad. But um, actually, if you lose Mario, though, it should drop out something. Yeah. Actually, you know what? Knowing because it's a like like retro video game game, they probably have to do lose one channel of the music so Mario can cry. So maybe there's some kind of subtle change in the music. Yeah, and then then in World Two is the first time you encounter and one of the only times you encounter fat shy guys. Oh yeah, that's right. Fat shy guys are good. Can you even do anything to them? Yeah, I'm... you eat them and you get a giant egg. But that's what it is. And the eggs, the giant eggs, do anything. Uh, yeah, when you throw. I them... couldn't remember because I don't remember because it's not that they weigh any more than normal eggs or anything like that. You 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 throw them and they kill everything on screen. What like uh, kind of like a pow block? Yeah, it's kind of a pow block you can throw. Oh, I never noticed that. See, again, me just going through the game one time. It's... I need to buy a copy of this game just to have it, like... I mean, I have it... I have the ROM and everything. Like, yeah, I can no, play it anytime it, I wanted to. It, thankfully, but, as far as video games go, the, it's not uh, super expensive. Yeah, I was kind of surprised it's, because... It's not, like, trying to get a copy of Earthbound or yeah, something. Yeah, you can buy a complete copy from, like, GameStop. Or, like, even, like, eBay and stuff like that for, yeah. like, 25 bucks. Yeah, the Portland Retro Gaming Show is coming up this yeah. October. I'll probably, like... That'll be one of the things I'll be looking for is, like, a complete inbox yeah. copy. Because this is definitely worth owning... This is definitely worth having, like, an archival copy of. Because mm-hmm. it is one of the best 2D platforming games ever made. Yeah, and all, all the characters are super expressive. Like, the boss in World 2. The little ghost inside the vase. Oh, yeah. Where he'll just kind of look around if he doesn't see you and look That's... all confused and... You've got the shy guys pushing him. I, it's really weird because I know this game was originally. I know there was an original version of this game that does not look like the way it does now because the the legend is that uh, Nintendo, you know, they wanted to do a Mario Yoshi centric platforming game and they presented it to the heads of Nintendo. I think Shigeru Miyamoto, even though yeah. he was not directing the game, he's still executive producer. Yeah. And I guess he showed it off to the heads of Nintendo. I guess Yamaguchi and stuff. 
And uh, I guess Yamauchi was like, well, we just came out with this Donkey Kong Country game. We want this to look like that. It has to be at least something. The, the, this Yoshi game can't just look like Super Mario World, which technically in America it's marketed as a sequel to, though I guess in Japan it's not. Yeah. Um, but they were like, yeah, I guess the heads of Nintendo were just like, yeah, you need the. This has to. Even if it doesn't look like just like Donkey Kong Country, which is all pre rendered SGI graphics, it has to have some kind of spin to it. Because yeah. we need to keep up. Well, they wanted that, that but Miyamoto went out. Could you imagine how came, terrible that would have looked? He came, yeah. No, it's what the most recent Yoshis on, that the, is... on, the, th- on the 3DS look like. Uh, and Miyamoto went out and made it more cartoony and came back with Because yeah, I know there's this. some people who, when they talk about like the, like their favorite platforming game on... Or the Nintendo 64 it, Yoshi is all It is like a Beatles versus Rolling Stones argument. Which like When you ask people, like, what's your favorite platformer on the, on the Super Nintendo? Most people will say Donkey Kong Country. Which, I played Donkey Kong Country. It's fine. fine. It's okay. Looks like plastic bullshit, though. Oh, yeah. And also not half as deep, because like I said, on Yoshi's Island, you got all these crazy skills they give you and all these different... And it's actually challenging, whereas, like, Mm -hmm. Donkey Kong Country is bone-ass simple. Despite the fact that you're playing with two characters that you can switch off from and stuff. Yeah. Like... Well, I can be Donkey Kong in a sitting. Yeah. There's a thing about that. You can't do that with Yoshi's Island unless you're going to sit down. Unless you're going to do, like, 12-hour pant-shitting marathon. Unless you're going to poop-sock that shit. Um, but yeah, just that—that's one of the amazing things. Is like uh, Miyamoto came. I—I I, I wish there. Were, this is coming from the guy who wants to write a history book about Nintendo. I wish there was an interview with that with Miyamoto who that would actually go into the process of deciding. Okay, well, we need to make this game look different. What the argument must have been versus like, because there must have been somebody at Nintendo saying, "Hey, we should make it look like a plastic game, like, yeah. like Donkey Kong Country." I wonder whose idea it was to come up and uh, whose idea it was to make it look like a pastel organic kids drawing, because that could have gone terribly, especially because Super Nintendo is not exactly the highest resolution graphics yeah. or anything like that, and I'm kind of pulling off kind of like making graphics that that intentionally not not look bad. But look, childish was kind of a brave choice because, like I said back in the day, everyone was trying to do the most, maybe not always the most realistic, but trying to do graphics that look the most, I don't know, like the most masculine and stuff like that. Whereas this is confident and like, we like kids stuff. It's a it's a game about babies. We're going to make it look like a children's storybook. Yeah. And everything's going to look kind of sketchy and stuff. And like the the artistic discipline that went into the just the art design of Yoshi's Island is so much more interesting than all the pre-rendered bullshit they had to do for Donkey Kong or I think it was also kind of keeping, the keeping a, a theme going with Mario because Mario 3 was like set up to look like a stage play. Exactly, yeah. So I think and... they were kind of... Yeah, there's, I always like kind of the weird artificially artificiality of the Mario games. Yeah. Well, even with the Mario Maker that's coming out for the Wii U this fall, uh, they added kind of like this drop shadow effect to everything, so it kind of looks like... Yeah. like Almost like, not toy-like, but almost like almost kind of like a stage thing, because everyone, everything's yeah. casting a shadow on that, like a painted background behind mm-hmm. all the, all like the objects. diorama Yeah, obviously, yeah, some kind of weird, like, yeah. Um, but... But, man, this game... Just watching it in motion and stuff, it looks better than a lot of 2D games that are out now. Yeah, they did. They did a ridiculous well, job with the uh, the limited palette they had. It as is far as Super probably the best is. looking 2D game outside of like all the SNK stuff. Yeah. and even this game, some parts and some with some of the animation and stuff, and how the kind of like impressionistic look. Well, that's one of the things I like too because sometimes. Uh, kind of can keep him with that the kind of pastel look. They they weren't afraid sometimes for things to kind of look kind of impressionistic and yeah. kind of like weird. And all all of the chunky. sunset levels in like World Six, yeah, no, World Five, Four or Five, just all the like pretty like nice purplish sunset 
levels. Yeah, and, and it's oof. and like just yeah, drawn good looking like game. blotches of like it's. Let's get super pretentious here. Oh, it's let, like let me this put on video my monocle. game is like the sunflowers. Is that video your pretentious voice? No, I guess it is. This is my <laughs> pretentious voice. This is, mm-hmm. I'm, pre- I'm pretending. To, this is what I imagine docents at all museums sound like. Oh, yeah, okay. come here. We're gonna see this piece of Van Gogh art. Oh, okay, is a Van Gogh or Van Gogh? Doctor Who pronounces it Van Gogh. I will concede to Matt Smith and assume that it's a Van Gogh, technically, not Van Gogh. But yeah, Van Gogh's all yeah, impressionistic yeah, and because, shit with bright colors. Yeah. Sometimes heavy uses of darks to kind of like create outlines and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But it's not a stretch to say this game kind of is like the Van Gogh of video games. We're kind of impressionistic and playing with light mm-hmm. and shadow and darkness and just kind of like just from the artistic, like the visuals. It's just, oh, the, yeah. And how much is going on in like the jungle levels? Mm-hmm. All the foreground and background stuff, all the stuff hanging down. There's one or monkeys two stages. everywhere. Oh, God. There's one or Fuck two stages where uh, you're being shot at by giants. Um, what are the big cha- the chain Buff- chops? Oh yeah, the chain. And you chops, see the yeah. chain chops off in a distance, yeah. and they, they kind of see you. And they kind of jump it, forward, the, like dimensionally. It, it looks like a whole another level back. Yeah, there, and it's the nice and kind of light to kind of create that impression of like you know there's enough atmosphere between you and the other layer that like they're far mm-hmm. away. But just like, man, I'm trying to think of anything bad to say about this game other than it's fucking hard as balls. Uh, well, I mean, oh, that's the other thing because I know they came out with like Yoshi's are... Island DS and the new Yoshi's Island for the 3DS, yeah. and they both are like bullshit compared to this. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like. You think it would be easy to make a game like this these days, especially with all the new technology and stuff like that. Especially if you're using ah uh, sprite stuff. Is is you think with all the the, the polygons and stuff now, you could make a more yeah, imagine. It, it's just but it, no, no. It one really can do it. sucks that no, but we never got a like full blown Mario game in this art style. Yeah, or any other. Because I know a lot of people were disappointed style. with like. Have there been two Yoshi's Island sequels? So there's the DS one and the well, 3DS. Well, technically, one. there's a couple more because there's like Yoshi Touch and Go. And like, well, is that actually? Oh, well, there's a whole bunch some of Yoshi cons- games, but yeah, is that some is, people consider is that like the art style from Yoshi's Island? Because that's the only thing I would I imagine would make it look like that's fucking bullshit. Yeah, I don't remember. Fuck that shit. Because like, I know because there was a new Yoshi's Island DS game. People were disappointed with that. And then Nintendo came out with like New Yoshi's Island last spring. Yeah. And, and, like, Nintendo was like, oh, yeah, no, this is actually going more. We're going back. I know we, we know everyone was disappointed in Yoshi's Island DS. But now we're going back more to the source, and this could be more faithful to the and original it, game. It, it, it came out, and everyone was still like, no, this is, game, this is bullshit. It didn't sound like anybody was like, this game is bad. It's, people were just like, it's not as good it's as Yoshi's Island. good, which is but a how is, I mean, how can you talk this game? This as game we is record really this, great. It is early August 2015. This game is exactly 20 years old. It came out in August 1995. How has no, no one been able to top this game, even graphically? Because it's, crazy. It's, it's a lot of work. And it, there are better game-looking games than this. I'm not more, saying it's the best game-looking game of all time. It's a lot more expensive to make games like this now. <sighs> Which is weird. Yeah, Especially no, it's super games. weird. You think as an indie developer, if you wanted to do like an old retro game, if you made something that kind of looks like Yoshi's Island, just just for nostalgic sake alone, you think that would just slay people. Yeah. And again, it's not like Yoshi's Island was the most popular game in the world. It was one of the last major games released at the tail end of the Super Nintendo's life cycle. But it's so also, assuming it didn't thing, sell a ton. The thing is, it's but, also a Japanese publisher, and they don't have... Japan doesn't have the same like nostalgia for yeah, things that we do. So yeah. it's a little bit weird. Um, uh, but, so, so we're gonna talk about that frog. Yeah, we're gonna talk about that frog because we're up to world. We're up to too. world three in my mind. That frog boss fight is something special. <laughs> well, it's great 
because up until you get to the bottom, I can't remember which world is that. World three. Yeah. So so what happens is you drop down and there's a frog <laughs> and Kemet comes in and you're thinking he's gonna make this frog gigantic. Yeah, because like that's what's happening. Everything else. Yeah. But he shrinks you. She's down and the frog eats you and you gotta fight the frog's stomach with. Acid yeah, you have to hit his like uvula. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Because there is acid. Yeah, that's a there's nasty acid dripping. There's there's big shy guys dropping down that you gotta well, eat. Well, the physics are great because too, because you're running around in it's a stomach. It's all bouncy. You have to mess with this like stomach lining, yeah. and it's kind of gross. But at the same time, it's kind of fun and crazy. But the, like... the best part on that is after you win, and you go out the bottom hole. This. You go out the bottom. Is that tube. what it is? Yeah, and oh, and oh, Yoshi's oh, Yoshi's standing there with a look on his face as he gets bigger. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> Just tap into me. He's got this expression on his. Notice that he's got this amazing expression on his face. Uh, uh, you should look it up if if you're able to of uh, Yoshi's expression after he gets <laughs> shat out by the frog because he well, he really because he's been swallowing and shitting people out for the rest of the game. So it's great <laughs> to see it happen. Really does. I don't look even know like, what to look. Oh I'm not gonna gosh. look it for it now live on the podcast, but I'm kind of. Cu- cu- curious. <laughs> Yoshi, Yoshi, holy shit! Yoshi face. post post. Post poop out. Let's see. Try Yoshi. That. Uh, Let's so see. yeah. Does that bring up anything and then, interesting? And then the actual. And yeah. And then the actual boss. Uh, well, I'd recommend it after you listen to this to go watch uh, the awesome games done quick speed running of it because they do ridiculous stuff and you get to see all that. Yeah, and uh, we, we were in talk- preparation for this. I watched the 2014 by Trihex, who always winds up taking off his shirt. When he runs, right. yeah, people donate to him for him to take off his shirt. Is he like, ripped? Is he all just, like? No, he's got a he's got a runner body. He wouldn't say oh, he's ripped, okay. but uh, he's the Thor of uh, video game speedrunners. Sure. Oh, did, I don't that. know because I watched the I watched the Yoshi's Island speedrun on Summer Games. There's quick. a couple. Different I actually ones. had to beat this game in time to watch that speedrun because it was the first uh, speedrun of Summer Games done quick this year, mm-hmm. and but I didn't want to be spoiled by anything, so I wanted to finish the game before. Yeah. Oh man, I don't I don't remember that guy the, being sexy or not. I don't know. I've, I've only uh, uh, there's only a limited number of uh, speedrunners have masturbated. So. The, the uh, that's good. Uh, the uh, the end of World Three because that frog is the midway boss. The end of that World Three. Oh, that makes sense. Actually, it... has an intentional Easter egg where you're running on screen and the boss is a big piranha plant that Kemet makes grow and you have to fight. You recall that? Mm, vaguely, yeah. There's a big piranha plant, but if you I hit, think I've only done this a week you, ago, and I'm already kind of like that sounds dimly if you, familiar. If you hit him with an egg as you're running on screen, you'll actually kill it. So you don't have to do the boss fight at all. Oh, they did that. That was part of the speedrun. Yeah, because like and, he just walks Kemet, into the room and the, yeah, yeah, oh, and yeah, yeah. This is this Kemet, is one of my notes Kemet too. Kemet goes, yeah. oh my, and just flies away. Well, this is well, what was one thing. Comics does a uh, Jeff. Oh, uh, comic does Jeff uh, Goldblum impersonation before the World Five boss fight because he's all like, yeah, he's like, oh yes, yeah, so I'm going to uh, uh, how you say blow. Yeah, I forget what he says yeah. specifically says, but it's obviously a Jeff Goldblum thing. Which yeah. uh, now every time I see comic in a video game, I'm just gonna imagine him speaking and a Jeff Goldblum <laughs> Great. which kind of makes sense because he's like big he's a nerdy guy with big glasses I can yeah. totally see him being kind of like eh. <laughs> uh, for World 4 did you notice the first appearance in a Mario game of the Butterfly Wigglers was that a thing yeah there was there I are was, they they're not flying I, though are yeah. they yeah I think they're only in one section. Really? And they're, they're again, like that's they're in World I mean, Four, Nintendo, and they only appear once. That and it's is like a Nintendo thing, though. You spent though. a lot of time and effort to program these with a an AI and mm-hmm. to draw them and make them awesome. Oh yeah, you're not kidding. And yeah. 
you only see them once, I think. There's so much, again, like, there's so much shit going geez, on in the game. Guys. Just even something as unique as that, it just totally flies by because, like, yeah. so much shit's being thrown at you. It makes sense that Wigglers would eventually turn well, that's, into that's butterflies. Well, that's how this whole thing in general yeah. is, like, even with gaming mechanics sometimes. Well, like, like a, kind of one of the things I was talking about was it's sometimes can be difficult to remember exactly what you're supposed to use, on, like, what mechanic you're supposed to use against a boss fight because they throw so many mechanics at you that instead of running every mechanic into the ground, some of the mechanics they only use sparingly throughout the whole game. I think that Nintendo's really good at that. They don't it's they don't come up with an idea. I mean they do kind of come up with an idea and base a whole game around it, but they come up with that whole idea and base a game around it, but then have so many little ideas in the game exactly, yeah. and use it once it's a or whole twice. Garden of ideas, yeah. And, and you never see that mechanic again. And it's like, and that man. goes down to like specific enemies that are seem like like touch fuzzy get dizzy. They, like, the whole program they had to do to make touch dizzy to get fizzy, fizzy work fuzzy <laughs> touch fuzzy get whatever. What the fuck? Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. But like I mean Mario Galaxy, they had so many ideas for Mario Galaxy. Yeah. They were able to make Mario Galaxy two, and it wasn't like you know Mario Galaxy one sold really well, so we wanted to cash in on that and make two. It was no. We have so many ideas from Mario Galaxy 1, they were able to make a whole nother game with it. Nintendo's really good about that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it really is a, or like, it's 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 a embarrassment of riches kind of yeah. thing going on and, with those guys. Yeah. Uh, in World 4, the Midway boss... Uh, Midway? No, end boss of it, the giant Koopa... Uh, do you even remember this boss? The giant Koopa. He's a big Koopa. You have to hit him in the face to make him tip up and over. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and yeah. Keep on bopping was him. A, yeah. When I was a uh, kid, uh, this came out in... So I was, I was 16, I think, when I played this game. Um, that was the first boss that really gave me trouble. Oh, really? Yeah. In terms of figuring out what you had to do? Figuring out and just difficulty. Because you can hit him, not, yeah. but it's not apparent that you're damaging him. Yeah. And it, like, I could see it being weird, because especially if you've got so many eggs in the boss fight, mm-hmm. and granted, every boss fight gives you a way to, like, replenish your eggs, yeah. but still, you don't want to, like, just suddenly, like, spam the guy with eggs, yeah. but that's how you beat that boss, mm-hmm. by hitting him. It's, it's that, and also, once you've done that, it makes it more apparent that you can do that with some bosses. There's a boss where it's just essentially just a gelatinous cube with a heart, yeah. that you have to essentially, like, dig your way through his gelatinous body to yeah. hit the heart, and that's so requires you to spam a lot of eggs. What's his but... name? Something, something the hairy yeah. is his name. I forgot how even the bosses have all fucking ridiculous yeah. things. Man, you can run his... Oh, go ahead. I love and you. And the Koopa, the Koopa, he vomits eggs when you jump on his head. Does he? So does that mean that Koopas eat Yoshi eggs or eat Yoshis? Giant Koopas. Well, no, because if he's just a giant normal Koopa made large... Man. I mean, it wouldn't make sense that they would be... Are they, pre- are they the predatory? They're both, both egg-laying reptiles. Yoshis. There could be... There could be only in the they gotta eat each other to survive? It makes sense. Man. At least on, on Yoshi Island. And you were gonna say? Is... Where is Yoshi's Island in... in, in where is Yoshi's Island in relation to Dinosaur Island? Uh, isn't it south on your map? Yeah. Oh, that's right. I forgot to do a map about this. <laughs> I had to think about this before. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, man, you can man. Speaking it. of that map, how good is that map screen? That map screen looks so good. Oh, in the game. So what happens for it to suddenly turn dark? I think because you just when you first the, start off, it's all sunny. I think you just get to the last area and it's okay, all Okay, like when I first like booted up the game to beat World Six, I was like, oh, suddenly it's all nighttime now. Yeah. And I love the fact that like, well, as uh, you go, if if you notice, you kind of progress through daylight hours. Like, is world, it? It kind of turns world, into sunset. World Five I didn't or even something is that. like a big sunset. <sighs> level so again attention to detail yeah and like the fact that i love how they created like a three-dimensional rotating map yeah, with like pixels it, it looks like so 2D nice pixels. and like the little yoshi sprite yeah as he why he is like he's literally like 
eight pixels of just a mess. You don't even yeah. know what it is if you're really looking. I mean, granted, these games were not designed to be yeah. shown in like razor sharp resolution. Yeah, they were. Screen. They, they were, were designed supposed for to be CRTs. interlaced. Yeah, it's supposed to be a little. Again, it's supposed to be impressionistic. Yeah. But seeing like this little like collection of blocks that's supposed to be a little green Yoshi like yeah. walking from place to place after he blows it up after a like, boss fight is fucking hilarious. Yeah, I laugh my ass off after I, I like every how, boss fight. How every level is a new Yoshi. They're like just that's... hand them off every level that's like. Not... My Tag friend Dylan was here watching me play some of this stuff, and yeah, I was explaining to her how cute it was that, like, yeah, you pass off the Yoshi to another Yoshi, or mm-hmm. you pass off Mario to another Yoshi. At the, and I love the, the timing about how you have to jump through, like, the flower garland, yeah. and then, like, yeah, Mario jumps off your back and lands on another Yoshi. That's just a great animation. It's always a different colored Yoshi. Mm-hmm. And uh, Dylan was cracking up because she saw uh, one of the first times I hit the, where you turn into a helicopter. Yeah. And she's like, what the fuck is this game? And she saw, like, the design <laughs> for Yoshi the, as a is... helicopter. He's just big snout with the eyes. She just started laughing at how that cute it was. It is one of the weirder things in this game, which is a game full of weird stuff. That really stuff, makes it a Japanese game. The transformation. It's almost like they were like, we don't quite have enough stuff in the game. What should we do? And they're like, have Yoshi transform into a mole? Yeah. And, like, not just, like, one or two vehicles, but, like, half a dozen different vehicles, too. Like, that, again, if depending on how you play through the game, you might just see one of those things like once in the whole game apparently there's art out there that yoshi was going to turn into other stuff too like oh, yeah. there was a plane there was a tree like he, oh, that's right because he's only a helicopter because he like yeah. yeah there's the car there's the there's mole the, the, there's the yeah uh the blimp not blimp but yeah uh, he's fucking hilarious as a helicopter he's got that big yeah. snow and everything like that but dylan just like laughing because like dylan watches me play video games but it's, it's it's rare that she ever gets invested yeah but she thought yeah just thought the graphics and everything was cute and stuff but yeah, yeah. um but yeah, you can run as Baby Mario. That's yeah. the other thing again. That's one of the, that's one oh, of the, the Super that really Mario suckered me in because I was like, I, I was having a good time with the game. But when you get like the little superstar, and you can yeah. run as like pretty much indestructible Mario, just running through shit, mm-hmm. like destroying things. I was like, that's fucking hilarious. He's got like his little cape, and he's just like, this or, game is just <laughs> off the fucking wall with how about fucking hilarious. In World Five, when uh, you first get the skis. And you go skiing, and Yoshi and Mario has the little winter cap on his hat. That's uh, made a note of that too. Uh, all rolling snowballs. The fact that you can start off with a normal snowball and they get bigger. Mm-hmm. And yeah, no, no, yeah. Uh, specifically, one of my notes is also Mario's little knit cap when you ski. Yeah. Um, man, I re- you. I took notes, and you're addressing most of the notes I already. I, uh, I remember took. when the game was coming out and all the ads for it. The boss of World Five, Raphael, was pretty... the Raven. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he's, I think he's like on the box art too. Yeah, because he was like that was showing off the FX two chip was him running around in circles on the scale, which it is. It's, it is actually one of the craziest looking and, boss fights because like, it's the whole can, world. Rotating. Yeah, you can yeah. see the world in the background. It's like very like it's like you got transferred to the little world prince. five. Is that also the snow level too? Yeah, that's the snow I, level. Is it one of my favorite things in the, any game is the snow level and the fact that it ends with space. So and you like have the space, space stuff level, and snow. You have a ton of snow on snow? screen. That's so silly. Like coming down from the sky. I just want to find whoever made this game and just suck their dick until <laughs> their semen explodes out of my ears like I'm a fucking. Mm. What What are the, the slip and slide things where like there's a little guy wacky wall walkers with yeah, his arms waving around spraying yeah. water all over the place? Mm-hmm. That's what I want to do. I'm gonna take a special trip to Japan and pleasure that guy. Hopefully he's not dead yet. I'm gonna I'm, hunt him down. Not. I'm gonna be that fat guy running the streets no, through the no, streets just... with lipstick on, going, "I love you." <laughs> yeah. Um. And uh, I mean, the, one of the only downsides I can I see. picture myself like a gorg chasing a fraggle, essentially yeah, at that point. Pretty much. Um, one of the only downsides I can say to the game is the auto scrollers 
still suck. That's because welcome to the world of two D game. You're always gonna have that. I, I never liked Auto Scrollers, and World Six has one of the longest ones ever. Which one is that? It's so long. It's underground. It's so long. Yeah, that the is. The map that goes... actually loops around to the start, and it it starts off scrolling down, and you loop around and go through the whole thing, and then you come back to that start area, but now it's scrolling right. So it makes it look a lot <laughs> makes it look a lot longer than it is. Oh, okay. But it actually kind of loops back on itself Man, and scrolls about, right. Man, we're gonna talk about Blade Runner next. You know more about this game <laughs> than I have known about Blade Runner. I, next well, up ep- your episode's gonna be like two minutes long. I also I also really like Yoshi. What's your Asylum, history with this so. game? Did you play it when it first came out back in the day? I don't remember if I played it when it first came out. Because you have rented played it. the fuck out of this I game. I, I, I definitely rented it. I didn't own it till later in life. Okay. Uh, but I rented it several times and played crap must be a out of it. Because you, you only get halfway through the game and you have to hand it back. And... Well, when I was a when I was a teen, which is when this would come out, uh, rentals on video games were about... I started off as two days. Yeah. Two or three days, and then eventually worked up to like six. That's true. But I, yeah. I prided myself on being able to beat any game outside of RPGs. Yeah. In that rental period, and I tried like when I when I was kid renting uh, Nintendo games. Yeah. <laughs> I like Nintendo games. Uh, Nintendo Entertainment System games. Yeah, yeah it was always two day rental periods, and so yeah. but it was rare that I could beat like beat a whole game. But man, I, even if I tried, like I, we're still. I, yeah, I really I really hunkered down and like went to bed late and got up early. No oh, man, I forget that. Yeah, no other that. responsibilities. Yeah. God damn, that was crazy. So, yeah. Um, now we should spend like five hours talking about World 6 boss fight because Bowser's boss fight is one of my favorite I had a hard time figuring out what was going on with that yeah, because... Yeah, no, that took me a long time as I played through... Well, I know what you... I figured I what played, you had to do quickly, but... I played through that last level a lot when I was younger because that is a hard It took me about fight. an hour and a half to actually beat that last boss fight because it was... Yeah, so what happens is ba- uh, Baby Mario or Baby Bowser gets blown up by comic, and he turns into like this Godzilla-sized creature on the on the in the far horizon, and it's one of the only time it's the only time in the game I think that you have to actually there's some dimension dimensionality yeah. to how you fire uh, your eggs instead of just on a flat plane of the TV screen, you actually fire them into the background trying to attack Baby Bowser before he can come to the foreground yeah. and squash your ass, and it was a little weird because I wasn't quite sure. If you're supposed to hit him in the mouth, if you're supposed to hit him in the eyes, you have to wait until his mouth is open or what. Because usually in most video games, it's not just hitting the guy, but you have to wait until like, yeah. he's opening up some kind of sweets. And at first I thought you had to hit him in the mouth, but that didn't always work. It seemed if you mostly just aim for the eyes, yeah. that would guarantee you... Because you... sometimes like that, he would... That boss music, man. Oh, That's yeah. some good boss music. I remember it. But I'm sure it was amazing. Because <laughs> I was so tense about it. Like, that was not the thing I was thinking about. If you go back and play it and you know what you're supposed to do, yeah. you can actually, like, holistically enjoy that yeah. that thing. But I was just it, like, what it, the fuck am I supposed to kind do? Of the, <laughs> to me, this was the start of Mario games always having a really awesome boss fight. Really? Because, like, after this... Well, what are the best Mario, Mario boss fights? I really like Galaxy's boss fight. The music for that like, is awesome. Like, when you're awesome. talking about final boss fights. Yeah, yeah. Bowser's Bowser fights in, uh, in particular. Do you like Mario 64s? Because a lot of people hate on that these days. I like the music. Yeah, that was, I, I forgot about that. That one, uh, yeah, it's okay, but... But, but... Uh, Bowser? Yeah. Like, even the new Yoshi... You guys Wart fighting Wart wasn't a good boss fight? You have to fucking shove vegetables down that motherfucker's throat. I said, throat. no, I said... You at, fat fuck. I said after have this. A, yeah, that's what you said after. I'm talking about before this. Well, if you, go, boss if you go before this, you get that gap in Mario Bros. 3 where you just have to make him slam his butt down. And yeah. It's not, it's not epic. It doesn't it's feel epic. because he's doing it to himself. Yeah. 
But it, it doesn't feel like, oh man, that was an awesome boss fight. I was fight. never a big fan of the boss fight in Mario World. I always loved oh, yeah, the clown car like, thing, but like yeah. just kind of chucking yeah, that, mecha That's coops. why I didn't include It does that. involve one of my favorite Mario enemies ever until this game, because there's a lot of great enemies in this, but the mecha koopas in Mario World. Like, yeah. Where they have those little googly eyes and they're on fire, just fucking crack me yeah. up. Um, uh, yeah, I never thought about like, because well, my memorable Mario, cause maybe cause it's because I've never really beaten beaten like the 3D Marios in multiple times that have only ever done those boss fights once in my life. I've never yeah. gotten Even back to Even in the New Super Mario Brothers Wii, I thought had a great like, Well, that, the new Super, fight. the best thing to come out of the new Super Mario Brothers games is the fact that when you kill Bowser, he turns, like, his flesh falls off. Yeah, he, turns he turns into, into skeleton. fucking nasty. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. What else? And then, and then let's let's talk about. Man, I how... thought we were only going to talk about this for twenty minutes, but we're in fifty minutes. This is great. Yeah. How adorable is that ending? Oh man, that what? is a good Again, ending for with dimensionality, with like two D pixels, but like still like flying. At yeah. Just even the scene where it's, it comprises most of the ending. It's over the credits mm-hmm. of the stork just flying through the clouds. And just see how the clouds kind of change colors; they yeah. come to you and stuff like that. I mean, there's the actual dramatic parts of the cutscenes yeah. where, like, I used I used to have uh, uh, I used to play this game on an emulator mm-hmm. on my my uh, MacBook when I was younger, and I would create a save state right after I beat Bowser, just so I could turn on the ending really? and listen to that, have that music playing. Because, uh, dang, that's is such nice music. It is it's nice so music. nice, and it's so cute. Oh, and the funny thing is, everything it, about there's a little bit of uh, it works in a little bit of the music from the end of Mario too. Yeah. Which that got that got me thinking, like maybe this is like this is da- yeah, this damaged this, Mario now. Yeah, this <laughs> is like there's a lot of little like I I guess the when you beat a level, it's a remixed version of one of the other Mario like Mario music. Um, I'm trying to think. Yeah, could, I'm sure it is. I mean, it's all Koji Kondo. Yeah. Man, so, do you know how many copies? This game sold twelve. <laughs> Realistically, well, just take a guess how many, how many copies do you think it sold? It's not so much about how many copies this game sold as how many copies this game sold compared to other games of that time. Well, no, how, no, I'm just saying how many do you think it sold? It's half a million, four million copies of the game. Well, that's right. Well, I guess that is these days half a million would be five and, and, four million what was back then. And but yeah. this is. You were correct that August is the birthday of it, but that's Japan. It wasn't released in America until October. Til October. Yeah. So it'll be, uh, it'll it'll be. So we can't release this until October. This podcast, <laughs> we need to make it timely. It's true. Oh, I should made a little birthday cake for this game. Oh, I like this game that much. Oh uh, man, this kind of kills me because like this, this was this was the last two D Mario game for fourteen years. What in that until new Super until Mario Brothers? new Super Mario Brothers? Oh, new Super Mario Brothers is so fucking bad. It's not bad. It's, not it's a bad. good game, man. It's so milk toast though. It is so no, like... no. It's a good Mario game. It's, it's the only problem is the graphics are uninspired. That's the thing. There's no such thing as a bad Mario game except for maybe the Japanese Mario too in terms of the gameplay. Yeah. Just fuck that wound. But I've beaten that and that is not Aesthetically, this kind of goes back to the aesthetics. I should not talk so much about the aesthetics, but that's one of the best things about this game is the aesthetics for that old game are so great and the aesthetics for New Super Mario Brothers, every iteration of the New Super Mario Brothers has been so fucking bland yeah. and just uninteresting. I think in New Super Mario Brothers for the Wii, there's one stage where like you go into a world and it's kinda like supposed to look like an impressionistic painting. Yeah. So that the was... one time they tried to do anything. Yeah, I wish so other games had done that. Um but, but... You know. But those games are—I I still love the those games. Plastic music. I do like the fact that the Koopas do a little dance in time of the music. That's great. Yeah, but that can screw you up. Yeah, I know exactly. Yeah. Oh, but 3D Mario World was great. 
And 3D Mario Land was super. Those two are great. Those are two of my favorite. I, I, I think with Mario Maker coming out. That is going to be the it's Uber. Gonna, it's going to. That is going yeah. to slaughter. That is going to be the Mario games involved. Yeah. That is like an X-Men. That's when, pretty like, much everybody saying I want a 2D Mario with that art style. Well, guess what? Go after the game being out for two, three months. Go download the top rated maps. Yeah. And have yourself a ball. That's going to be like. Cthulhu coming back, the original, yeah. the original progenitor, eldritch species coming yeah. back to destroy that's, the world. Because be... what have you made in my absence? I and I'm you. pretty sure uh, uh, there's gonna any level that Bill Mudrin designs is gonna have so many dicks in it. <laughs> not so many dicks shooting coins out of it. I guess so. But then everyone's gonna be doing that anyway. I'll yeah. just be making giant baby Mario's and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but no, that's uh. I had an important uh, point to make about something. I can't remember what it was. Probably aesthetics. Probably, pro- yeah, I know exactly. Music is good in this game. Like oh, I said, the underground music. I'm trying to think. Yeah. Um, it was something the, about the, the um... oh no, I was just gonna say Super Mario World, uh, Super Mario Brothers, uh, Super Mario World, and Super Mario Land are my two favorite recent Mario games. Yeah. I actually, in terms of 3D games, I actually vastly prefer Super Mario World too. Uh, even Galaxy. I know everyone loves Galaxy. Yeah. And then again, I also like Super, Super Mario, Mario Sunshine. Everyone hates that, that game. I. I Got everything in Super Mario World, 3D World. Yeah, that last level is hard as balls. Oh man, it's so. You're hard. talking about the last, 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 the, the last, 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 last. No, last yeah, level. okay, yeah. yeah. That's what Nintendo. That that's hard. the one thing. Even though Nintendo is, you know, gets kind of like the more recent Mario games have a reputation for like looking butt funky, especially the new Super Mario Brothers games. Yeah, they have not let up on the yeah, difficulty play, in those games. I need to play the Luigi, new Super Mario Brothers Luigi. Oh yeah, I need to get because that. Because that's apparently hard as balls. Because yeah. the time's at 100 when you start the level. Have you ever played the Wii game? The Wii no, U? I've played them all. Oh, you have a Wii? What am I talking about? I ha- yeah. I haven't played the Luigi version. Yeah. So, do you feel like this game is a product of its time? Or... or is this timeless? It is timeless. Um, who's calling you, you son of a bitch? Well, I have my phone on silent, and nobody would have <laughs> noticed if you hadn't said anything. Uh, this is our lovely, great first podcast. Uh, um, but yeah, no, I would definitely say it's timeless. Uh, especially because, like I said, like uh, where it, it was game produced right in the cusp where everything was kind of turning to plasticky, pre-rendered yeah. CGI. A little bit, at least when it comes to the 2D late Super Nintendo stuff. Whereas and right you before... Can, you can play Donkey Kong and say, this is a product of its time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it aged... I, you could, uh, Donkey Kong, I played some Donkey Kong Country recently. Yeah, it's it's still it fine. doesn't play fine. Well, I, the funny thing is I played Donkey Kong Country, the original version, just to see what it was like because I had just played uh, Tropical Freeze, yeah. the most recent uh, Donkey Kong game for the Wii U, and that was really fun. Yeah. And part of me was thinking, oh man, like these 3D graphics, this is exactly being rendered real-time right now. What they were trying to do on these... Pre- Pre-rendered yeah. CGI, uh, SGI graphics back in like 1996, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, man, this still looks even better than that. So I went back to just see if they, if Donkey Kong Country looked as bad as I remembered it and then, being. And it you, looked even worse. And then you saw Candy Kong, and you started having nightmares. Oh my weeks. god, <laughs> Rare. So, so I love you, Rare. <laughs> what the fuck? So, no, but no, seriously, like, yeah, no, it's 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 definitely timeless. Do you feel like uh, you missed out not playing this game when it first came out, or? Not, not really, because I love, this is, I, I get made fun of by other people, including the person who I'm recording with right now, for sometimes <laughs> intentionally kind of keeping things away from me so I can, like, enjoy it on a rainy day. 
I don't really make fun of you for well, that. Well, it's like Adventure Time. I, I, like, I just say, I only have only... holy crap, man, you have so many things for a rainy day. I know, I've got this giant closet full of rainy day things. I yeah. want to, you know, like... And we live in Oregon, where almost every day is a rainy exactly. day. Exactly. Well, that's why you need to have a whole closet full of stuff. That's why I'm a little, uh, a little, uh, a little uh, overcompensating yeah. for that. Uh, but, you know, no, this is definitely... Uh, great because you know, it's been a while I've been lit. I was kind of hovering for an old 2D Nintendo quality platformer did, and god knows Nintendo's not really making those these days yeah. did you try uh, slightly going to the side did you no. try the um, secondary control scheme at all uh, no that's what I played most of the game with oh did you okay yeah what, what's the first one because the first the one, first one, one just... bounces back and forth yeah, and you have to take a lot more time to like aim your eggs and whatnot. And yeah, and the second one was it kind of I don't I don't I, I never really played it. It's with definitely it that much, whatever but, it was. So. I had the controller option number two on the screen every gotcha. time. So um, but um, yeah, that's I I like the fact that even like they I like the fact that they acknowledge the fact that people might want to play that yeah. game two different ways because that's I'm trying to think that's probably that's probably the only Nintendo side scrolling game ever with like multiple control schemes, uh, baked in the game. But yeah, no, definitely like it was nice having this game on deck for me to play. How, and I wouldn't have played this now if it weren't for this podcast. How long so. about do you think it took you to, to, to beat? It's probably good. Eight hours, maybe? Over the course of like a week and a half? Maybe eight to ten hours. I was fucking around a lot and stuff, too. Did you get... Listening to a lot of podcasts while did you Did too. you listen to... Or listen to... Did you get any of the... 100% on any of the levels? Oh, hell no. <laughs> I think I got, like, maybe 95% on the first stage. But after, like I said, the game got so difficult towards the end, it was just a miracle for me to survive. Like, at yeah. the beginning, I was like, oh, let's let's get all collectibles. Let's see what happens. But after a while, it was just like, no, I just got to fucking grab Mario and just run, like, the whole house the, is burning the down. The castle music really kind of reminded me of uh, Zelda's music. What's that kind of like? I'm sure it's... Dank and dour. I'm, I'm talking about you, You're not gonna remember. Uh, uh, yeah, because you, I've only played this once. Yeah, I've had. Do you like this game remade slash remastered, re-release? I don't know what you do to remaster it because if you did the same, even if you did like photorealistic chalk and chalk. Well, you could smooth out all the lines textures. so it's not pixels. No, but that's the, that's the like, chunky. No, no, no. I mean, like, give it like a hand-drawn style. That so would be it interesting. Actually, if, looks more. That would be interesting to see. It would be. It would depend on how you did it. Yeah. And, but man, if you actually did like photorealistic, because like there's a new Yoshi's Island, not Yoshi's Island, but yeah. there's a new Yoshi game coming out Woolly this World. fall, uh, Woolly World, that is like photorealistic, uh, yarn. Like, like yarn and felt yeah. textures. And it would be kind of interesting if they did that. Kind of like, I, let's put it this way I wouldn't necessarily want to see I, this game remade. I would love it. I would love an HD version of this to be made available, like pixel perfect yeah. HD version to be made available to, to like download on anything you can play now. Uh, that's never gonna happen. Yeah. It's never even gonna happen on Nintendo's on consoles. But that would be great. But if they were to like to do another game like this with more realistic textures and everything, I would almost like them just to see try to make it like Yoshi's Island Two for real. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, I don't know. There's something so very so specific to that like impressionistic pixel art and stuff that like. So I don't know. I don't after, know if I'd want to see it fucked with too much. Yeah. After playing this, are you more or less excited or equally excited about Wo- Woolly World? Because I know it's not necessarily the same people. That one of the interesting things too is seeing, looking up this game no. online to see who's responsible for this game, to see if whoever was responsible for this game is still in charge of anything at Nintendo, much less other Mario games. Yeah. There are four directors on this game. Yeah. Uh, the most popular and well-known guy is Takashi Tezuka, who was essentially uh, he's been Miyamoto's right hand man for ever since 
they 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 were working on Zelda and the original Mario Brothers together. Yeah. And Suzuka is really the on the ground guy for Miyamoto. He's the guy who really did most of the, like the stage designs for most of the Mario games. He's probably actually done more in terms of just like actually like if 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 you hate the fact that like in World like. 7-1 in Mario 3 that, like, these two donut blocks get in your way of not being able to jump up into that thing, that's probably Dezuka's fault, because he's the guy who decided to put that yeah. there. Miyamoto was the one who said, hey, we should have tanks, wooden tanks. But, like, Dezuka actually had to build all that shit. Mm. Um, so he was one of the directors of this game. I'm kind of wondering, because, like, it's rare for Nintendo games to have four fucking directors. So I'm kind of wondering exactly, because, like, there's so much shit going on in terms of this game, in terms of the technology, in terms of the aesthetics, in terms of the gameplay mechanics. I wonder if they needed four directors just because well, there's so many different one. parts. I looked up one of them, and it just re- redirected me, or actually two of them just redirected me to Yoshi. Yeah, I did that right before we started recording. I yeah. think one is just kind of the creator of Yoshi. It's as entirely possible. So I don't, too, I don't yeah. know if he's actually um, worked on the game or so if he was just created sure. his director. Actually, Yoshi's Woolly World. I'm going to see if it... Who's directing that? Uh, but, I mean, I was looking forward to that game anyway, just because it looks beautiful. Yeah. And it looks cute. Yeah. <laughs> I like... You're talking to someone who I, I actually... Maybe, I like it, that Kirby if it gives, yarn Oh, game. I love that game. If this game... If Woolly's World gives me the same fuzzy feelings as Yoshi's Island does, I'd be super stoked. Well, Tezuka is producing Yoshi's World, which... Uh, that probably just means that he's just that, saying it. It's actually being. De- I forgot that Yoshi's Woolly World is being uh, developed by a company called Goodfeel. Yeah, which that uh, is fucking hilarious. Uh, it'll probably Yoshi's Woolly World is pro- will probably be the only game that I will want and try to get an amiibo for because those yarn amiibos are man irresistible. Did you see those are available on Amazon for like twenty five bucks? Uh, irresistible. Which for an amiibo that is not released in America yet. That's actually pretty good. Yeah, I'm gonna have to get. It. I got. I got. Do you want to get them all? Do you just want the green? I just. One? I just want one. There's supposed to be care. a special edition box that comes with the actual. Yeah, with, yeah, it comes yeah. With an that's amiibo, what I'll yeah. probably try to get. But. Did they see what the amiibo's supposed to do in the game? Uh, they give you different skins than the Yoshi, so he looks different. Oh, that's right. I forgot because if you like yeah. scan in the Mario amiibo, yeah, he gets it makes a little him... creepy mustache. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so you can ride, you know, run around as pedophile know, that's even more Yoshi. There should be a little power up they give you. Where even if Mario, baby Mario, doesn't do anything, there should be like a little felt bean-sized Mario they can like yeah. ride on your back. It, even if he cries, I don't care. So, so can you think of anything bad to say about this game? Um, because I mean, this is gonna be one of the rare episodes where people probably aren't gonna get mad at one of us for our opinion about something that. Well, they this love. is the nice thing because I specifically chose something I assumed that like I would at least not hate. Yeah, but there are people out there that hate this. Why like King Jeff Gerstmann, a giant just hates bomb, Yoshi, though. Hates Has this game with this? a burning passion. Even... He thinks everything about it is bullshit, and he is bullshit. Jeff Gerstmann. I mean, I, Jeff Gerstmann looks I, like Godzilla. I really you can't trust him. <laughs> I really enjoy him. I love the giant bomb. We're talking bomb about cast, Jeff Gerstmann, and I can picture his... his ghost listening to us. Not that he's ever going to hear this, but I can picture Jeff Gerstmann his like half-lidded eyes just kind of glaring at us, like fucking. But, man. He is. This is the Jeff wrongest he's hates ever joy. been. At. Jeff Gerstmann is such a very he narrow is. thing of what he likes and dislikes, and he doesn't really open his heart to beautiful things like this. I don't understand um, how anybody can hate this game, but people do. Justify it, fine. Let's people say not everyone has to like everything. Yes, they, fact, they, no, they have to like this game well, because this, this way. game as, is joy in video game form. As someone who loves the movie Toys as much as I like, oh, I cannot besmirch anyone else for not enjoying something yeah, I like. That should, that should be a, like a warning before the podcast no, starts. Seriously, that's, that's... Bill Mudrin enjoys toys. We should actually both bullshit. of us, for, for our individual episode, just be Danny Rudis <laughs> likes this, be forewarned, Danny Rudis doesn't like this. These are these are the general guidelines of our taste. 
You know, take yeah. yeah. Your mileage may vary. Actually, this should have been the, the other name for this podcast. Your mileage may vary. Yeah. Who the fuck knows? So so. Um, so yeah. You have anything else? In, like Yoshi Island is a fantastic little game. I'm glad you finally got around to playing it. I'm glad you were able to play it on an actual cartridge. That's the other thing, because again, because this game is so hard to emulate, it's actually nice to play an actual real version of this game. And play it with an actual Super Nintendo controller in your yeah, hand. Not a not a terrible controller. I was or lucky enough to score a decent controller. Or, Fuck, yeah. How did you play this shit with a keyboard? Yeah. I, don't, I know some people can like go through these like, 2D platforms like I'm fucking ninja with a keyboard. I can't understand it. Yeah, but yeah no, fucking... Know. This was... If we're going to do this podcast, this is a good... Thing for me to start off with, yeah. and Grant, I like I said, I already kind of assumed that at least it would be good. I was honestly surprised how much I actually genuinely yeah. enjoyed this game. I'm a, I'm a little, I know I would enjoy it, but I didn't think I would love it as much as I yeah. do. I'm a, I'm a little sad you didn't get to find out how hard the bonus levels are. You didn't. Get I'll to, go back someday. You didn't, you didn't get to experience Poochie ain't stupid. <laughs> That's the first bonus level. Is Poochie ain't stupid? Oh, they were because that's it's, again, again with the mechanics that now, we used once. Now let me tell you about Poochie. <laughs> Poochie ain't stupid. It's an auto scroller. Yeah. With lava. What? With a dumb little dog that you kind of have to manipulate to make sure you don't fall in the lava. You oh have to jump on his back. God. It gave me aneurysms as a child or a teen because it's so hard. That's fucked up. It's a hard ass. Nintendo's level. fucked up. Yeah. They're evil. Fuck yeah. these guys. Yeah. Oh my god. But. That was Yoshi's Island, Bill. Well, that's I'll save those special stages for a rainy day. There you go. So there will always at least yeah. be a little nugget of concentrated original Yoshi's now, Island. Now, did you goodness. notice how you could spot the red coins because they were slightly different than the regular coins? If you saw a, a red coin yeah. next to a, a, a normal coin, the red coins slightly darker. I didn't even notice because after a while, like I said, my ass was on fire so much that like it was not <laughs> like it, red, red coins were not even a going concern after gotcha. a while. But so yeah, that's Yoshi's Island. Bill, what are you gonna try to ingest and fill your hole with for next week? I'm gonna cram into my hole a big box, a big fucking sack of the Magnificent Ambersons. The Magnificent Ambersons. Uh, for people who don't know, that is a snack cake from Taiwan. <laughs> Why they called it the Magnificent Ambersons? It's it, well, it's, it's got some weird narcotics in the. It's kind of a touch. Well, it's pretty much kind of thing from Taiwan. So well, well, we didn't we didn't tell people at the beginning of this podcast. It's not just about media, but also just sensations that we're going to try for the first time live on the show. <laughs> Could have talked to him for you know uh, if it's a food, it's not going to be allowed on the pickle jar in the butt. Actually, you know that actually would be kind of funny if we had like well, that'd be an excuse to eat Japanese snacks on the podcast. But I know how much you nope. hate people eating on podcasts. There's going to be no food eating on this podcast. I will um, slap it out of your mouth. But yeah, the Magnificent Ambersons was H.G. Uh, Wells's second movie. Oh, okay. Have you listened to the Giant Bomb cast? Have you listened yeah, to Dan Riker? Man. Yeah, his opinions also bullshit a lot of times. <laughs> his, like, they 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 got they did get in a conversation why we suddenly talking about another podcast. But yeah, he he could not tell the difference between H.D. Wells and Orson Welles. Which, granted, that's you know whatever. But it was funny because he was like, was Orson Welles he's, the guy? He's not the, the brightest bulb in the. I no, he thinks he's a very sweet man. I don't think he's oh, stupid. No, I enjoy. He's him. just he's a very again he's very narrow focused. Oh, he's super narrow of the category. Like his his knowledge is very focused towards certain. Things. Yeah, like his mayonnaise. You know, Knows a lot about wrestling, has never tasted mayonnaise. Yeah. Which. Yeah. No, he has, but. He has. But that's no, a whole, I can't remember. If you want to find out about that, go listen to no, the wait, I was going to make podcast. a so, Dan Riker joke. So oh, but no, yeah, no. Uh, uh, people man, will have two weeks if they haven't. 
The ambivalent Andersons was HG. I'm saying it for real. Orson Welles is the second. Oh, okay. You did say HG Wells the first time. Yeah, that's what I said. That was yeah. intentional. <laughs> oh, I was okay. Let me explain my joke. Was a Dan gotcha. Riker joke, okay. which oh god, this is already a terrible podcast. I, I'm so I'm, sorry, everyone. I've never, listening. I've never, I've never, uh, I've never heard of it. So I only heard about it until really so recently. This is probably going to be one of those rare. Or, or not rare. One of those times we can both watch well, it and talk about it. I'd only seen Citizen Kane. Well, this is this is technically almost like Man- Magnificent Ambersons talk already, but I'd only seen Citizen Kane well, a couple not, years let's ago. Not, let's not. Let's not. Well, I, I'm just saying I'd only heard about the movie myself okay. until a couple years ago. Some people argue that this movie is a better movie than Citizen okay. Kane, which was uh, uh, Claudia Wells's first film. Claudia Wells. She played the girlfriend on Back to the Future, and that's the only other Wells person whose name we can think of. Fantastic. Right now. Yeah. So that'll be in two weeks. Two weeks. When you come back. After we yeah, post this podcast. And then a week from now, we will be doing one of my, well, probably what I consider to be my biggest pop culture hole, which is Blade Runner. I had never seen before. Man, so look with that. <laughs> we'll be back in a week with Blade Runner, and until then, so long. Huh?